0: Welcome to the Movies Past and Present podcast. It's October tenth, 2019, and this is episode 34. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, MoviesPastAndPresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get started. New in theaters, we've got a few new releases to discuss. Uh, First up is Gemini Man, which is an action thriller from Paramount Pictures. It stars Will Smith. It is directed by the very versatile director Ang Lee. And uh, Will Smith plays a dude named Henry Brogan, who is an elite assassin, who is suddenly targeted and pursued by a mysterious young operative that seemingly can predict his every move. It's because it's himself... From the past, uh, this film looks like it could be cool. It's not getting great reviews, so we'll just have we'll just have to see. Uh, it also stars Clive Owen and Benedict Wong. It uh, it's heavy on the special effects because it's got Will Smith, you know, basically playing himself and then a, a younger version of himself. I also understand that some screenings are. Uh, employing a high frame rate, uh, print. I don't know if you've ever experienced a high, fr- a high frame rate print. Last time I did, it was with the, uh, one of those Hobbit films that Peter Jackson did. And it's really weird. It's like you're watching a high, you know, high definition t- TV in a movie theater and it didn't really work. It kind of took away a lot of, I think kind of some of the, the beauty of, of watching, a film on the big screen just because it was almost too sharp, if that if that even makes sense. But I don't know. I it didn't. This is like that's playing in uh, my market. Just, just checking some of the screenings, but it's definitely playing in IMAX. And uh, I'm I'm hoping to go check it out and make up my own mind on Gemini Man. So so Gemini Man is rated PG-13 for violence and action throughout and brief strong language. Next up is the Adams Family. Which is a yet another film adaptation uh, of the iconic cartoons done by Charles Adams for the New Yorker magazine. This is an animated family comedy from MGM. So I guess a difference with this one is it's it's, it's actually animated. It's done in a, with CG animation, and and it appears to f- to follow uh, a lot of of Adams' actual uh, art. So that. Uh, that being said, uh, get ready to snap your fingers. According to the press materials, the first family of Halloween, The Addams Family, is back on the big screen in the first animated comedy about the kookiest family on the block. Funny, outlandish, and completely iconic, The Addams Family redefines what it means to be a good neighbor. Uh, the voice cast in this film includes Oscar Isaac, uh, Charlie Theron, Chloe Grace Moretz, Finn Wolfhard, Nick Kroll, Bette Midler, and Alison Janney. Uh, the Adams Family is rated PG for macabre and suggestive humor and some action. All right, next up is Jexy, which is a gross-out comedy from Lionsgate. Uh, it's from the writers of The Hangover and the writing directing team behind Bad Moms, so you kind of get an idea of of where they're coming from. Uh, Jexy is basically a version, a fictionalized version of of Apple Siri, you know the the uh, artificial intelligence that you can talk to via your your iPhone or other other Apple device. Uh, Phil, who's played by the actor Adam Devine, uh, he's he's addicted to his phone, and uh, when he has to upgrade, when he has to upgrade his phone, the latest model comes with this unexpected feature, Jaxi. Um, who is voiced by actress Rose Byrne. Um, Jexy is a life coach, a virtual assistant, and cheerleader, uh, but then also uh, morphs into a tech nightmare determined to keep Phil all to herself, even if it means ruining his chances of finding success and love. So, I don't know if you've seen the trailers for this, but It looks like it's going to be pretty gross, so not necessarily my thing. Jexy is rated R for strong, crude sexual content and language throughout, some drug use, and graphic nudity. All right, Uh, next is Lucy in the Sky, which is a drama from Fox Searchlight. Uh, It stars Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman plays Lucy Cola, who is a strong woman whose determination and drive as an astronaut. Take her to space, where she's deeply moved by the transcendent experience of seeing life from afar. Back home, as Lucy's world suddenly feels too small, her connection with reality slowly unravels. This is directed by Noah Hawley. Uh, Don't know a lot about this movie. I know that it's opening, so and that there's some space stuff. (laughs) Uh, You know, like Natalie Portman, so hopefully it's going to be good. Uh, Lucy in the Sky is rated R for language and some sexual content. And now there are a couple of other movies of note that opened within within the last couple of weeks. So I just wanted to to uh, briefly address and uh, and give you some options for your weekend movie-going pleasure. Uh, the film uh, Joker, which is a drama from Warner Brothers, uh, opened up, uh, and it's you know it's been in the headlines as being a bit controversial. Uh, I think just because the subject matter is a bit of a lightning rod with With um, since it focuses on on um, a person with some mental health issues, and and then it also gets uh, you know violent. So it's directed by Todd Phillips, who also brought us The Hangover. Speaking of, (laughs) Uh, but he uh, this film is centered around, uh, of course, the Joker from from the Batman comics and films. Um and Chad Phillips' exploration of of this character uh who's played by Joaquin Phoenix is of a man who's struggling to find his way in Gotham City's fractured society. Uh he is a clown for hire by day and he aspires to be a stand-up comic by night but finds that the joke always seems to be on him. Caught in a cyclical existence between apathy and cruelty uh The character makes one bad decision that brings about a chain reaction of escalating events in this gritty character study. Uh, Joker is rated R for strong bloody violence, disturbing behavior, language, and brief sexual images. And it's not a film that I'm really dying to see. But um, again, it's one of those maybe you want to go see and make up up your own mind (laughs) about it. Um, so that's so that's Joker. Um, also up uh, for something completely different and more family-oriented is Abominable, which is a family animated film from DreamWorks Animation and Pearl Studios. You know, DreamWorks Animation, based here in the United States, uh, did a co uh, did a joint venture with with a Chinese animation firm, and uh, they don't they're not. I think the joint venture has ended. But this studio is called Pearl Studios. And, and so I think most of this animation, even though it was a collaborative effort, DreamWorks is distributing it in the U.S. Pearl is distributing it in China. And, and uh, again, I'm not sure who necessarily did what, but I wonder if much of this animation came from Pearl Studios. But, but uh, that being said, this movie is about uh, a, teen, a young teenage girl in Shanghai. Uh, her name is Yi. And in, in our uh, English language version, she's voiced by Chloe Bennett. Uh, she encounters a young Yeti on the roof of her apartment building in Shanghai. Um, and she and her two friends, they name the Yeti Everest. And then they embark on an epic quest to re- reunite the magical creature with his family at the highest point on Earth. Uh, but this trio of friends will have to stay one step ahead of Burnish. Who is a wealthy man intent on capturing the yeti, uh, and the zoologist Dr. Zara, uh, to help Everest get home? So, uh, uh, Burnish, the bad guy, is voiced by Eddie Izzard, and the zoologist Dr. Zara is voiced by Sarah Paulson. So, uh, Abominable, I've heard it's. I've heard actually it's pretty cute. Uh, you know, not a big fan of DreamWorks animation, but. Uh, again, maybe because of this involvement with Pearl Studios, <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's helped it. Uh, Abominable is rated PG for some action and mild rude humor. So a lot of choices this weekend. You've got Gemini Man, The Addams Family, Jexy, Lucy in the Sky, and then uh, still in theaters, Joker and Abominable. Classic Cinema Corner. Um, I just wanted to help you plan a little bit from now between, the, <laughs> between now and the end of the year. Uh, some of your 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 precious movie going time. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the Turner Classic Movies Big Screen Classics Series. So, TCM, of course, their wonderful classic movie network, uh, they uh, sponsor a, a movie series usually typically they're about one a month. They're in big theaters uh, they're in theater movie theaters across the country, so you see them actually you know on the big screen. And then of course there are films that, that you'd actually could even see on TCM, of course the network. But it's wonderful to see these these films on the big screen. They do a nice job of curating this this series. Uh, they do it in conjunction with with you know, the main movie studios in Hollywood, many of the films that they show on the big screen uh, are celebrating some kind of an anniversary. And so in a way, it's, it's a bit of a promotional thing. The films are typically available, you know, on on, on Blu-ray disc uh, as well. But still, as we know, it's just so wonderful to see these Movies on the big screen the way that they were intended. So there are four films left this year. I just wanted to go over over the four films and then just give you these dates and uh, websites so you can so you can plan. I'll have all of this information on the podcast notes on my blog too, so you can so you can link to them easily and and get these dates on your calendar because i think these are going to be four films that you're going to want to see so uh first up is which is which is perfect for for uh, halloween uh it's the 40th anniversary screening of alien from 1979 so this is the original alien film directed by ridley scott and uh I, don't know if, you know, I distinctly remember these posters, too. <laughs> uh, In space, no one can hear you scream. Remember that tagline? Um, so, you know, basically, just as a, as a, as a recap, um, a close encounter of the third kind becomes a Jaws-style nightmare, if we're going with kind of you know, the this, this film motif. Um, when an alien invades a spacecraft, um, on the way home from a mission for what's known as The Company, Uh, the spaceship Nostromo, um, actually the crew of the Nostromo is woken up from hibernation by the ship's mother computer to answer a distress signal from a nearby planet. Um, they go to the nearby planet and, uh, there's this, uh, face hugging creature that, that bursts out of a pod and attaches itself, um, to one of the crew and, uh, We'll we'll leave it at that if you if you haven't already seen it, uh, it's memorable. This movie is so scary and but really it's it's really a terrific uh, sci-fi and horror film. So uh, Alien, as I mentioned, directed by the great Ridley Scott, and it stars Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, uh, John Hurt, uh, and Ian Holm. And it is going to be playing on October 13th, 15th, and 16th. So, and again, the, you'll, I'll, I'll put the website. But you go to to the Fathom Events website who TCM partners with uh, to distribute these films. And uh, you can put in your zip code and it will show you the different times, the different theaters and the different times that it's playing. Typically, they, they screen they screen these twice a day. On those, but you just need to check because sometimes it's only one day, uh, only one screening a day. Um, Also, Alien is, I think, given that it's probably going to be popular, uh, it's playing three dates. Typically, they only play them on two days, Sundays and Wednesdays, but they've added a Tuesday in here too. So again, October thirteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth for Alien. Next up is The Godfather Part Two from nineteen seventy four. This is going to be on November tenth. 12th and 13th so again three days for for the godfather part two and of course this is francis ford coppola's uh legendary continuation um to his amazing 1972 film the godfather uh i love this film and but i've only seen it on a tv screen so again i i really am excited to watch this in in the movie theater for for if you're not familiar with with uh with this hopefully you, hopefully you you you've seen at least God, godfather and godfather part two no need to bother with godfather part three i think that's a pretty horrible film but uh first two are amazing uh it has a parallel storyline it 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 goes back in time and talks about the young vito corleone's rise to power uh vito corleone in the original you know the first film was played by marlon brando and then in this film, the young Vito Corleone is played by uh, a young Robert De Niro, and uh, and then also it's it's uh, talking about Michael Corleone, uh, who's played by Al Pacino, and so it's got these kind of these parallel storylines going on about about the father and the son, and um, it's really it's really. Uh, an interesting depiction of the dark side of 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 the american dream and and also uh kind of two men's rise to power and 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 corruption and 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 how things are dealt with uh within the family and and uh, just, it's really the, the destructive nature of it all but it's it's so masterfully done it really set the bar. I think many consider it one of the best sequels ever made, if not if not the best. So anyway, can't wait to see Godfather Part Two on the big screen. Um, it's again playing November tenth, twelfth, and thirteenth. Uh, in December, we've got something a little a little lighter, a little different, but I'm really excited about it. Actually, we've got two films in December. But first one is When Harry Met Sally. And uh, this is celebrating its 30th anniversary. This film was released in 1989, um, and it's going to be showing on December uh, 1st and 3rd. Uh, director Rob Reiner made really one of, the, I think, one of the best uh, modern romantic comedies with with this film. It, uh, I think, it, it, you know, clearly it, it set a new standard for for a modern romantic comedy, and uh, everything worked. I mean, it, first off the the screenplay was written by Nora Ephron. I mean, come on. I mean, Nora Ephron, <laughs> brilliant, ama- you know, an amazing writer, and just so able to capture, uh, you know, relationships between men and women, New York's, you know, life in New York City, and and uh, it's, you know, she, she was so good, and uh, and then of course just the incredible acting by Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan who were just at the absolute top of their game and have such great chemistry together. This film also stars Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby, among others, and and the supporting cast is also just A+. So I can't wait to see this film again. So When Harry Met Sally, uh, December 1st and 3rd. And then finally for this year, uh, we've got the 75th anniversary screening of the musical Meet Me in St. Louis uh, from 1944. This is going to be screened on December 8th and eleventh, this film was directed by Vincent Minnelli, and it's just one of those great MGM musicals. Again, at the peak, you know those peak years of, of, of MGM, and it is such a delightful film if you've never seen it. I've seen this one on TCM multiple times, but again, I'm really I'm really excited to see this one on the on the big screen. It's it's kind of a movie. It's just it's a little slice of life movie. It takes it takes place over. Uh, over a 12 month period, uh, and just, just highlight some, some important events in, in a family's life. Uh, the, uh, the dad in the, in the film, it, who's played by, um, Leon Ames, uh, he is a banker and he's got an opportunity to, to take a job in New York city, which you know, would relocate the family. So this is a prosperous family and uh, they love their life in St. Louis and it's devastating to the family that they that they have, that they might be moving. So that's kind of hanging over over them, like kind of their last, the last things of was going on. The daughters are the daughters that are played by uh, Judy Garland and um, uh, Margaret O'Brien and, uh, Lucille Brammer, too, or the the three, but the but really, it's Judy Garland and Margaret O'Brien, um, who are who are so key in this, or who are who are so great. Uh, they uh, you'll you'll recognize, you know, these great great songs from this movie, uh, the Boy Next Door, the Trolley Song, and of course, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which you know, you know sung by Judy Garland. And it's just one of it's just one of the uh, all time all time best musical performances, uh, I think of the time period. And as well as just, just a classic, beautiful film. It's done in Technicolor. So, uh, beautiful, beautiful Technicolor. And one thing to note too, back to Margaret O'Brien, uh, she was six years old when she played the role, in, role in this film. And she's got, she plays a quirky character, uh, quirky little, little such character, but her performance is really, really good. And she, she, uh, Uh, got a special Academy award uh, for her remarkable performance. Um, So anyway, uh, Mimi in St. Louis can't, can't recommend it. Or Mimi in St. Louis can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, That's going to be on December 8th and 11th. So uh, TCM big screen classic series, take advantage of it. It's so much fun. Uh, Movies are great. Always done in a lovely digital presentation. Each one of them is introduced by uh, Ben Mankiewicz, who's the TCM primetime host. So it gives you some context uh, about the film, both before and after the movie. So always stay through the credits. You should do that anyway, right? <laughs> but uh, uh, just, just uh, can't recommend uh, overall to the TCM big screen classic series. Highly enough. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present Podcast. Again, links and more information about all of the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. As always, I hope you will enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Until next time, thanks for listening, and see you at the movies.